welcome to Therapist Spotlight. Hello everybody and welcome to Anta's Therapist Spotlight, the podcast where we aim to showcase our wonderful members to the wider community. I'm your host Joshua Brooks and with us today is the lovely Sylvia Scotchlass. Sylvia is a massage therapist who specializes in mindfulness during her sessions and is also a student of psychology at Macquarie University. So I know this is going to be a fantastic conversation. Sylvia, thanks for joining us. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to to be here and, and to share what I do. Yeah, so we can't you. wait to hear it. So first question, how did you get into natural health and natural medicine? Well, I've always been a lover of nature and just the natural way of, of healing the body. And my family has always advocated towards you know, prevention and natural uh, therapies, especially when we were sick when I was a kid, um, like just small colds and flus rather than just taking a pill for everything, mm. which is obviously appropriate at some stages. But when it can be avoided, then, yeah, that's what we did. And my inspiration for natural therapies was when I was in Slovakia for holidays when I was 17 with my family in these like natural springs. And we were just, I was having a burnout from working in an office with telemarketing and just like office jobs and just being stuck in a white cubicle. And when we were just sitting around in these spas, so these therapists, these massage therapists and beauty therapists walking around in this like white, outfits and these like loose pants and I was like wow that must be the best job ever <laughs> so I was really inspired by that and so I've noticed throughout the years that relaxing the body just really helps to prevent it from getting sick and so that was the start yeah wonderful and so you're a massage therapist remedial massage therapist um yes. and so I know that we were talking before and you also focus on the mindfulness so how do you marry those two with your treatments? How does that look when, if I came to you for a treatment? Yeah, so when I started studying, it was more like super focused with remedial massage on the mm -hmm. mechanics of the body and the trigger points and stretching and testing the range of motion. And my pathway was to go to physiotherapy, which when I was working with physiotherapists, I've also noticed that it was really mechanical and um, psychology or mindfulness wasn't really part of it. That was a specialty of something else. We would always refer out to someone else who I see it as being pigeonholed. So I really loved the holistic therapist that I was working with in a multidisciplinary clinic. Mm -hmm. And I've seen that when we could connect all those dots of people having stressors at work or at home, and identify that their burnout is causing the stress in the muscles and the pain in their in their physical body. Um, if we could even just bring that awareness to people's lives, then they could mm -hmm. take more responsibility. And um, I've seen personally that they've had much better outcomes by bringing that kind of awareness to them. So obviously, I'm not a psychologist yet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and what I have um, been going towards is to find out more about that field and having the background in massage which is you know it's a kind of holistic but it's still quite mechanical especially remedial mm. um then i've seen that that gap um and i've noticed that it needs to be identified and um and just marry the two together um i don't know how i'm going to do it just yet but mm. i can see that it's it's been very beneficial for my patient clients so far is to 
it's to teach them how to bring that um, breath awareness, first of all. So first we talk a little bit about their needs and and the natural thing to do for people is to just have a normal conversation or just go really quiet. So what I do in my sessions is, is I teach them awareness of their physical pain or um, noticing the sensations of their body or or their emotions, even if they feel good, because usually the body's screaming at us when it's in pain and we just tend to react and and not want to feel it. So when we feel nothing, that's when the body feels good, right? So bringing the awareness into the nothingness um, just really expands that, that, that tolerance and coming towards the body and being really mindful about it. Um, so without judging it, of course, without judging the pain, just being like, okay, so here I am and the, the radical acceptance and so forth. Mm. That has been awesome in, in my sessions. And the feedback I've been receiving from the clients, obviously together with the massage, which again is like a feel-good sensation with the with the safety of the, the confidence of whatever they share or don't share. Like, like they, they have that space to either be silent which I think is really special, and they have the option to talk if they feel like they, they want to. So I feel like it's a very special special place to be able to to bring that bring that together rather than just being really um, yeah, pigeonholed, specialised and keeping things separate. So, yeah, that's that's what I do and that's what I feel like the, the bridge between that, that mindfulness, that, that psychological aspect with the pain body, or even if they don't have physical pain, um, people have stressors and sometimes they don't even realize they're stressed until they're relaxed because there's that, that lack of stress. And so being able to share that with people and to show people how possible it is to be super relaxed and not just in overdrive mode constantly, like it's just, it's such a gift to be able to do that. Mm, yeah, sounds excellent. And so, if I was a client coming to you, then how would your consultation process look like for me? Are you doing all the normal remedial massage stuff? But then are you talking to me about my lifestyle stress, my lifestyle habits, where my emotional state might be? How does that look for you? What what specific brand of um, questioning are you sort of undertaking if I came to you as a client? Sure. So first of all, the screening sheet that I give to all my patients, my first timers, is... I, I ask any about any contraindications. So if they're taking any medication um, that could affect the session, like um, blood pressure medication or blood thinners or something like that, that's really important for me. Um, and also I have a list of conditions that could also um, be affected by, by the type of session that I do. So I do a, a screening, mm -hmm. um, obviously ask if the women are pregnant um, I also have a section about um, stress or emotions that they've been experiencing. So I, get, um, I gain a bit of information about that holistic, the obviously um, therapeutic um, stuff that we get taught at um, the remedial massage school. Mm -hmm. um, and, and then the things that are relevant throughout the, um, the session from an emotional side and then obviously the physical. So I ask them to, or I would ask you if you're my patient, mm -hmm. to um, circle your areas of concern, like what was the the purpose of today's session would you like to just relax do you have pain um do you want to increase flexibility or mm -hmm. do you just want me to see what i find to you sometimes people don't have a clear purpose or they just received a gift certificate from their their loved one mm -hmm. so i i ask for the purpose i do the screening and 
and then I have a conversation and usually I would say, okay, what can I do for you? And um, people would have either a clear purpose of, I want this addressed or I don't know. Um, and then I said, what are the three most important areas of your body that you would like me to focus on um, if they have physical pain? And they would give me their priorities. So I'll make sure that I address those. And, and then we might have like a five minute conversation, sometimes longer if the person feels like they need to. But then I explain the procedure of um, undressing and they'll be fully draped the whole time. It's very professional. All the sheets are like super clean, of course, and the face pads are disposable. So they can see it's a very cl um, clinical environment. Um, whereas I make the, the room very relaxing. So the lights are really dim. It smells nice. I put on a candle. Um, the music is quite soft. So when they walk into the room, it's warm. It's already relaxing just to be in an environment. So I took all those bits from a spa that I was working in, mm -hmm. uh, which is obviously all about the atmosphere. And so having that relaxed environment when the person first walks in is really important, I feel, for, for the treatment. Um, because if the body's relaxed, then it's more receptive to, um, to what I say and what I do. And obviously the bed is really comfortable. So it was, it was quite an investment. Um, mm -hmm. But again, um, people comment that they're already feeling comfortable before I even touch them. So, um, so then, yeah, I would do an assessment of, um, of their physical posture to see if they're, if they're really tight through the front, if they're holding or um, if they're slouching, because again, that can show some like emotional depletion or, um, or just, just physical hardness. So just have a feel um, or feel as and get a sense for what kind of person they are just by the conversation. And then um, I would say the plan, like my plan is to um, address these muscles. And um, I would say either we would have a silent session today um, because I feel like if they're really, really hyperactive and talking all the time and they're really in overdrive, then, um, then I would try to counter that. So it all really depends on what the person needs um, and what their intention is for the session. And then I just, um, I feel like I'm quite intuitive in that sense where it's not just like a cookie cutter, you know, one size fits all for everyone. Mm -hmm. it, it really depends on, on the person themselves. Mm -hmm. So once they lay down on the table, um, I would then welcome, welcome the body, make them nice and warm. And, and again, the communication with the, with the patient client is so important because I feel like from experience as a patient, there is this power imbalance where it's like, I'm the therapist, you're the client, you do what I say. Um, I want to make it clear to the person that they're in control of the session. If they want to say anything, if anything comes up, um, then they're welcome to, to express it because I, I make sure that they know that feedback is super important. It's actually essential for the treatment itself. Like, because if, if I think I know what I'm doing the whole time and I'm just telling them what to do based on all the stuff that I've learned, um, I feel like that's inappropriate completely because the feedback is, is everything because it's all about the patient. Mm. Um, so, so that's what my session looks like. It's, it's like that overall screening and then it gets more and more specific as the session goes on. Um, not just the one session, sometimes it's two, sometimes it's, it's ongoing depending on mm. what the person needs. So, so that's yeah. what it would look like. Yeah, it sounds wonderful. <laughs> sounds like super nourishing. <laughs> yeah.
And it's so, so important what you just said, right? Like, because if the patient comes into a room that's just jarring, it sets them apart from you straight away. And then you've got to spend, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes just relaxing them before you can break through all of that resistance. Whereas if you can break through that resistance before they even get on the table, it just makes your job so much more easier and you can have such better results. It's um, an amazing thing. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And when, like I said, when I was working with the physiotherapist previously, which I gained amazing experience and I'm very grateful mm. for that. Um, just passively by working there, I've learned so, so much. And when I had my little room in, in that clinic, I would always, you know, turn the lights down and make it extra warm and get all the heat packs and blankets. And my colleagues um, would make fun of me, actually. It's like, Sylvia, this is not a day spa. This is a clinic. And I'm like, no, but you don't understand. It's it's cold and it's too bright. The fluorescent lights in their face. People are just cringing and their body's tensing up. Even yeah. if they say it's like, oh, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. I can feel that their body's not responding in the way that it potentially could. So, mm -hmm. yeah, environment and the set and setting is, is really important in my sessions. Even when I go to people's homes, when I do house calls, I would, you know, turn the lights down and um, get extra blankets and um, even ask them if they have a heat pack or bring my own heat pack mm -hmm. just to make sure that, yeah, they, they feel really comfortable and not just just looking at the muscles themselves like in an isolated way. So, yeah, I yeah. completely agree. No, definitely. And, yeah, like you said, then you're just fighting them because, you know, whereas we really want to work with them and we really want to start to be able to, yeah, share and co-create with them, not necessarily have to push through their resistance, which we can avoid by not having them come into such a jarring environment. It just seems to make so much more sense. <laughs> Exactly. And also with the deep, um, deep massage techniques, because people have an assumption that because it's a relaxing environment and there's candles around that it's going to be fluffy relaxation massage. Um, and I can go very deeply with my elbows. <laughs> I've been massaging footballers and, you know, really big, um, big, strong muscles. So it's all about the leverage, right? Like you just lean into the body, but once the body's relaxed and, and warm and open, then we can really dig in deeply um, until we find that barrier of their tolerance of how, how much they can, um, yeah, they can tolerate with, with the, the stretching or the pressure that I'm putting onto the trigger points. So, and we were taught at massage school is like every time you do something really deep or uncomfortable or or they're right on the edge of maybe screaming or crying mm -hmm. then we make nice and and you know we make it easy and relaxing and the body opens again so it's like it's a process of like this this almost contraction and, and relaxation and opening and closing and it's, it's it's a flowy experience because if it's too much of either one it becomes either really uncomfortable with the with the depth the whole time if we can imagine just having an elbow in your you know in different parts of your body for the whole hour hour and a half it just sounds like excruciating and um the same thing goes for you know for relaxation massages if it's just the same monotone pressure the whole time and the same um, rhythm the whole time it's just so boring you know and i can i can see that when when the person gets bored they just start to think and when they start mm -hmm. to think they analyze and solve so when I take them through this journey of, you know, okay, so we're open and relaxed and then we go deep and then so it becomes hyper-focused on that trigger point. And then, and then it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and it's like a release when it, when it comes out and then it's mm. a, bit, a bit more um, relaxing afterwards. So it's, yeah, well. it's a journey. It's, it's really cool.
to be able to to just read the body how it responds to different pressure some people think that they really need that that depth and the grunt it's like yeah like you hurt so like really get in there but actually when i try and do that what they think they need the body doesn't want it the body's not responding very well so then again, I have to be sensitive to what the patient is asking for and what I feel is appropriate. So that I will just explain and say, how about we just try this and see how you respond? And um, most of the time it works out well. <laughs> yeah, wow. Sounds, sounds like it, definitely. And so then how do you bring your mindfulness into that at the moment? Is it sort of like more when you are on that trigger point, you're like, just breathe through it, see what's coming up, let it relax, let like teaching your clients how to um, interpret what the body is telling them through that sort of that pain response. Um, is that how you do it? Or what, what's your method for bringing that mindfulness to them while, while you're, while you're massaging? Mm -hmm. So it's, I don't go that deeply into trying mm -hmm. to find like the meaning or what the body's trying to tell them um, with, with the actual points, yep. because sometimes their mind can just make stuff up and and then it can actually be quite triggering for people when when they try to assume or guess um, what situation or their past traumas might be coming up. So we don't go into the contents of things, yeah. But we do stay in the moment. So I do, mm -hmm. like I said um, at the beginning, I start with teaching people if they're open to it of course sometimes i can see if they're like oh no i just want to relax i don't i don't want to do anything but people yep. that are, are more open um then i would first teach them or um show them how to be aware of the breath so mm -hmm. if i can see their mind is really just going as i say the words that like i would i would pick up in some yoga sessions like those teachers would, would say something like oh that sounds really nice so for example um you know um, just become aware of your breath. Don't change anything. Don't try and force it. Don't try and breathe deeply. First is just observe yourself, how you are. Do a body scan. Notice how every part of your body is feeling. If there's some tension, that's okay. Just just notice it and keep going. Mm -hmm. And then I go slightly deeper and I say, now I will invite you. I'm not saying like now you should. It's like I will invite you to become aware of the spaces between your breath. So notice that gentle pause before you breathe in and breathe out again. And, and then I would leave them with that awareness. And then I would say gently um, notice the sounds around you inside or outside the room. Notice the, the music, notice the temperature, just notice the sensations that are happening right now. And again, I would leave them some space to just, just observe and notice that. And, um, and then I would say, if you find yourself in your mind at any time through this session, noticing, analyzing, um, then just gently bring your awareness back into your breath. Just notice what you what you feel, what you hear in this moment right now. Mm. Um, and and so with with those instructions or those suggestions, people then have the tools to know what to do with their mind if they find themselves like solving or analyzing things because the mind becomes super. Um, loud when we stop everything right so being able to maneuver through that um, it's it's a skill and those are the tools that i try to share with with the patients so yeah so that's and what i do and and with the um with the trigger points like you were saying yeah. uh, with the trigger points i would um also say 
Uh, take it, take a deep breath. Just notice it's just a few seconds. So I give them a time of like how long the suffering will be for, and um, and then I just keep flowing with the more relaxing stuff. So again, it's awareness of the environment, awareness of the physical sensations without going to the content. Because again, we have to be careful as um, as therapists, like we're not qualified psychologists. Um, then like if we don't know what we're doing, we can actually, I feel, um, cause more damage, more damage than good by awakening things that, you know, we're not skilled enough to uh, to deal with. So. Yeah, 100%, definitely. And I, I love, like, I love that turn of phrase invitation. Like it's something that I do my best to use all the time. It just, for some reason, it really speaks to me. It's like you, you can, you you make up your own decision. You're the master of your own domain, but I'll just invite you to try this, you know, just something that can step on. And I think that it, it really does give them the option then to take that next step, which I think is so empowering. And it's just, yeah, it, it allows them to really take control of what's going on. It's just my personal belief from what I've seen. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that's very powerful, just empowering the patient to mm. to take control rather than being like, you know, like I said before, like just I am the therapist and you do what I say because I'm qualified and you're not. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. It doesn't work for me that way anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, so I would just ask, what other sort of tools do you then use throughout your sessions? Do you use cups and dry needling or anything like that? What what yeah, what is the other sort of tools that you use? Are you hot stones as well? What's what sort of other things can people expect from a session? Okay, so for most of the sessions, especially when it's cold, I would always put a heat pack um, mm -hmm. on the person's back um, just to just to warm. Even though the room is warm, I would be more specific about the extra taut areas, and I would put mm -hmm. a heat pack which has you know, a nice weight to it, so it feels comforting and warm. And um, I do use cupping, mm -hmm. and I do use dry needling for trigger points. Yep. Um, I do um, myofascial release. Mm -hmm. um, I do quite a bit of... Um, stretching through my session like it's not always like sports stretching but just just gentle traction and mm. um oscillation so just like gently rocking the body to to find that um that mid balance and find that resistance like where it was the person holding um, mm. um i don't use hot stones although i i have done the training with with the spa i just find that it's um it's a lot of hands off time and I'd like to stay hands-on as much as possible um, yep. because when I have something between me and the body, there's like this disconnect. Even though it feels warm for the person, I feel like it just feels more connected when it's my hands. Mm -hmm. um, if I want to warm the body, I just use other tools to warm it. But, yes, yeah, cool. dry needling, when it's appropriate, obviously not for everyone. Some people are scared of needles. Some people love them. So yeah. when – when the muscles are really stubborn and um, I feel like it takes, you know, 10 or 15 minutes per trigger point for it to release, um, I would I would put a couple of pins specifically in that area, um, mm. perhaps whilst I'm massaging another part of their body. Or if there's quite a lot of needles, I would just leave them maybe for five minutes and mm. invite them again to just focus on their breath and um, put a heat pack um, somewhere else just so they can have that balance of, the needles and it's like the yin and yang right it's like having those needles sure. like really sharp and also comfort um on the other side so mm. uh, so yeah those are the tools cupping dry needling myofascial techniques and and the techniques that i've picked up through throughout the work at the physiotherapy clinics for several years i've been a massage therapist for 12 years now so I started wow. physio 
and then doing some like outdoor massages in the forest as well. Yeah. I, I wow. was part of, yeah, it was really nice doing like team building exercises with the different companies that would buddy up. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the trip or at the end of the day, I would do massage outdoors. So like we would use that, that energy from outdoors to just, again, bring everything back to the, pa the person's healing. So yeah. um, I guess all those tools that I have picked up throughout the years, I just cherry pick for that person. Mm -hmm. uh, whether it be just sliding the cups gently or doing some more specific intense cupping um, mm -hmm. in the in the area so yeah it's a, it's a combination and it's it's just very refined for for the session well that's right i mean at the end of the day we are sort of artists and it it really is the therapist you got to use all of your tools the appropriate way and make them your own and make them come through and how you can utilize them to get your clients the best results well, I, I just love to, we're just up on time, but thank you so much, Sylvia, for coming on. It's been absolutely wonderful. It sounds amazing. So where can people find you? Where's the best place to get in contact with you? Where's your clinic? Where are you? All that sorts of stuff. Okay. So my clinic is in Maroubra Junction mm -hmm. in New South Wales, and people can find me at sosna.com.au. That's S-O-S-N-A. And I also usually do house calls for people that love the convenience of um, having someone at home without needing to drive home um, mm -hmm. but at the moment with the COVID lockdown I'm not able to do it but hopefully soon um, in the future I'll be able to provide that service again yep. so people can contact me directly on their mobile that is um, on the website mm -hmm. um, or they can book online even at two in the morning through Clinico yep. and people can use their health funds and yeah, I work in a multidisciplinary clinic with a chiropractor, a naturopath, and an acupuncturist, and another massage wow. therapist. Awesome. So, uh, so we're we're a little team that that are working together at Marubra, and it's it's an awesome, awesome, cool, relaxing environment. After the session, people can chill out with their tea whilst they're integrating the the session. They can sit on the couch and um, mm -hmm. and yeah. So yeah, another super important part: <laughs> the integration. Yeah. That's right. And we're very close to the beach. So um, yeah. I usually recommend that people go for a walk by the beach to allow that integration to happen without, you know, need to just like get up and quickly go to the next meeting, which you know, some people do. But yeah, so Marubra, New South Wales, um, just near the junction. Perfect. Well, of course, guys, as always, the uh, links will be down in the description below. Um, but yeah, we'd just like to thank you, Sylvia, again, for coming on Therapist thank Spotlight. It's been absolutely wonderful. Um, thank you. And for every yeah, and for everybody else out there, um, have a wonderful day and we'll catch you all next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to Therapist Spotlight. If you would like to know more about ANTA, visit us at www.anta.com.au.